Get this, a dating site for anti-vaxxers called Unjected. Unjected has been removed from the Apple App Store. While 47% say the unvaccinated make me upset or angry. I wish that he would go further to restrict the activities of the unvaccinated. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo. Rest in peace, Wheezy. The Unjected Show with your hosts, Shelby Thompson, Heather Pyle, Scott Armstrong, and Zach Brown. Call 1-833-3-UNJECT, extension 888. That's 1-833-386-5328, extension 888. Lines are open now. The Unjected Show is intended for an adult audience and may contain explicit material. User discretion is advised. Uh, Hi. Aloha. Aloha, everybody. How's it Hi, going? friends. How's happy it going? Friday. It's happy Friday. Yeah, it's happy been, it's been a great week. Great week. Here we are again. Unject is back up and running. Yeah. Everything's good. Everything's Life great. Life is good. Everything's good. great. Yeah. And yes, thank you, Scott, for helping take on the little tsunami wave that we had with a few, of our, a few of our members. It's all good. Um, for people who are listening, what happened? Well, <laughs> if you potentially were a person that didn't want to put a last name or you had some... I was one of those people, so yeah, Funny symbols. <laughs> uh, if you had like an extra at symbol or periods or stars and, um, you know, all sorts of, you know, funniness, we had issues uploading your data and that has been resolved for the most part. Yeah. So. Now you can go and re-register, go in there and get verified, go see your matches and connections. It's really beautiful. And all the smiling, gorgeous faces that we're seeing flooding onto the site. It's just like, yeah, it's pretty oh, cool. Oh, and and if you still, if you are still having issues, just try to create a new account with the same email that you used before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Create an account. Yep. So there you go. Otherwise everyone, all the people that are there loving it, man. It's great. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. going really Seems great. Like happy campers. It's, yeah, it's great. Oh, I've wow. had a few people. I've had a few messages. A few people reach out to me. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah. have you? Yeah, no one in no one in Tennessee. But. It's because of that profile picture. I know. Oh, my go. God. There you go. There you go. Armstrong. Armstrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? Ladies, hit up his at. There you go. I'm at Unjected Nashville. Holla. Holla at your boy. There you go. You can't miss him, ladies. There you go. What's going on with you, Zach? <laughs> Not a lot um you know good week i did not uh get any attention for my tricep picture that i put all over the internet <laughs> maybe you're using the wrong side what platforms you know? are you using are you are you, are you cutting someone with a chainsaw where's dr mccullough to the lift key, you up again the key is to be cutting someone with a chainsaw that's the key. yeah yeah well no yeah. i was yeah i was on craigslist and it was a photo of me strangling a hooker with my right arm <laughs> <laughs> definitely a little different. okay okay yeah, yeah it's one of those shows it's one of those shows it's one of those it was, shows. The, in, it was, the, it was the inverse grip too there like palm, oh. the palm down grip and you got yeah. no wonder you're not getting any matches yeah 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 well, that's from the hooker community did you put in your interest at least like bdsm no <laughs> no <laughs> I, I said, there. no i said i'm a i'm a i'm a professor of chemistry from mit looking for love <laughs> there you go there you go and then they find out the truth later there you go yeah <laughs> Well, well, let's bring in our guest, you guys. A very, great, very warm welcome. Exactly. Very well. So, so Alec, this is the kind of show we got going on. It's a, it's a late night, adult oriented, fun show based on a dating website. I mean, what can you expect? Yeah, a little irreverent expect? around here. So, so, but anyway, Alex Zach, welcome to the show, man. 
Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Absolutely. Awesome to have you here. I had the chance to interview you back in the, when I was hosting a show called Truthzilla. It's great to reconnect. Um, I was here at the event in Nashville, but I don't think you and I crossed paths. I was there just there for a little bit uh, a few weeks ago, but uh, yeah, man. Um, I love what you're doing. Why don't you tell us a little bit before we get started? I know you've been in this for a while now and you've had quite a whole, I mean, you've been doing a lot of really good work, kind of just pushing alternative narratives, man. Like you've been really out in front of things and really helping expose a lot of this stuff. And, uh, and it's cool that that you've got this new project going on the end of COVID. Why don't we start there? Why don't you tell us about that? Yes, please. Yeah. So, um, best way to describe this is that it's, educating those who view it on all of the details that occurred over the last three and a half years, because uh, I take the position that much of the so-called alternative side to, to health, like the health freedom movement, the overwhelming majority of the health freedom movement are, are still clinging on to several unfounded pseudoscientific and fear-based beliefs. Um, and these beliefs will allow something like this to continue again in the future if we don't um, uproot them. Yeah. So that's, that's the purpose of the end of COVID. So it covers every single detail of the last three and a half years. And before that, um, well before that, we cover things like HIV AIDS. We cover um, the Spanish flu. We cover a lot of topics. And when I say we cover everything <laughs> with the end of COVID, it really is everything. Click, click program real quick the yeah. end of all the bullshit yeah yep. so so we have over 90 presentations interviews roundtable discussions documentary films wow. and we're roughly halfway through our launch right now and the like i said the intention is to cover all the details now you know a lot of people would say why are we still talking about this let's just move on but again mm-hmm. if we're still clinging on to a lot of unfounded fear-based beliefs it's it's going to allow nonsense like this to continue again in the future, especially with the mm-hmm. World Health Organization, Bill Gates, the chair of Gavi, um, several, you know, so-called health authorities talking about the next pandemic. And this knowledge, if understood and embodied by mankind, will no doubt ensure that this next so-called pandemic does not happen. Yeah. And that's it, man. I, I completely resonate with all that, man. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out for myself. I've actually on my other show, Rebunk News, I've been uh, kind of diving into this particular topic of the idea, like the questioning, the, you know, virology and a lot of the yeah. aspects of that. I've had uh, recently, I had Dr. Tom Cowan on, I had uh, Don Lester and David Parker on, on Wednesday, which I actually have to give you credit because I, I looked at your program, your lineup, and I'm like, oh, I got to reach out to all these people. So I've got a few people booked from there. So thank you for that. I had them on Wednesday and like, I learned a lot from that. I had another guy. Um, I don't know. Do you know uh, Anthony Samaroff? Have you connected? With no, him? I haven't. Huh? Okay, he's, he's a great, great conversation. I did an interview with him earlier today. And so what anyway, he talk about? he's talking about all the same stuff, but he looks at cool. it uh, from like an economic perspective too, like the economic uh, implications wow. of, of the medical paradigm and then, and how like, you know, we spend $4 trillion in healthcare here. Whereas like Singapore, like I, he was saying this, and he has similar GDP to the U S which I thought was interesting. I have to double check that. Yeah, he also that said, interesting. yeah. But he said they only spend 1 trillion in healthcare. And so it's like, if we, if we could streamline it using a more like terrain based model, you know, and then people are actually taking charge of their health and that's $3 trillion that we yeah. save. And you can use that to fix everything else. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You'll Why would we do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to let go of that three trillion exactly. very easily, no, though. No way. So, no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. So anyway, but yeah, man. So um, so the end of COVID. So when, when did this go out? You said you're about halfway done. Like, what's kind of the release the schedule for it? Yeah. So it it started on July. Like. I say release, it's just like publicly releasing these things because mm-hmm. they'll be available forever. This, yeah. this, this material, we don't quite know what to call it. It's not a docu-series. It's not a course. It's not a summit. It's kind of like a merger of all those things. So we're just it's like calling an encyclopedia. It, <laughs> yeah, it is. Exactly. <laughs> so we're just calling it like an online educational experience. And that's like the best way to describe it. Um, but it'll be available forever. But we're, we're in the midst of our free viewing period. So it is free until august 1st and then after Mm -hmm. august 1st minimum donation of 77 bucks to own the content and it's something that you'll be like if you have lingering questions that come up like okay well if there if there is no virus then how do people get sick when they're in proximity to each other or how do you explain that johnny down the street was playing with billy and then one got sick and the other one got sick or how do you explain um, gain of function experiments. How do you explain, or what is the spike protein if there's no such thing as the, the virus? Like all of these questions are answered thoroughly, <laughs> thoroughly during the end of COVID. Again, it's 90 presentations, interviews, roundtable discussions, documentary films. And I think our longest session is two and a half hours. And that was covering the hospital protocols. And then our shortest session is roughly 25 minutes with Nick Hudson um, covering the, uh, comparing the health measures around the world. Um, so it, it really is like a full smackdown of every single detail of what occurred over the last three and a half years. And it features the likes of, as you just said, doctors, uh, Dr. Tom Cowan, Don Lester, David Parker, but also Dr. Andy Kaufman, Dr. Mm-hmm. Christian Northrup, Dr. Larry Pulaski, Dr. Lee Merritt, um, several independent researchers, several PhD scientists, a few molecular biologists, um, so it, it features over a hundred now, I think we have wow. speakers, authors, scientists, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible material and we've worked our butt off to put it out because we really think that this is, it's really important that we get to the root. Um, you know, I could go on and on of why it's important to, if, if we're going to talk about vaccines and we're going to talk about the inefficacy and dangers of them and masking and PCR tests and everything that happened and the entire childhood vaccine program, this can't be left out of the conversation. And not only can it not be left out of the conversation, it is fundamental to all those things that I just mentioned. Every single thing that occurred over the last three and a half years, the entire vaccination program where we're poisoning our kids, all of or much of allopathic medicine rests on this unproven pseudoscientific presupposition that diseases spread via the fluids of a sick person and that there are these invisible boogeyman particles that only electron microscopes can pick up that are spreading from person to person, causing them to become ill. It's completely unfounded. And this conversation is essential so that we can get to a true understanding of what really makes us ill and what produces vibrant health. That's true. There's only one way that viruses spread, and it's sinful gay sex. I, I've, told, I've been saying, I've been preaching that for years now. <laughs> you know what you remind me of? Have you ever Have you ever watched Pardon My Take or listened to Pardon My Take? No, uh, I no. Okay, it's like I, a I have. Barstool Sports show. I have. Now we're gonna watch it. 
That's who you remind me of in like the yeah, best way. Yeah. I mean that in a good way. I don't know awesome. which one that is. I, I can't off the top of my head, put that together. Just Google it afterwards. Scott, find it. Scott's yeah, I'll, well, I mean, Scott I'll, 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 I'll have to figure it out. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get, we'll get him on the show. How about that? Yeah, you guys, we'll, just, we'll, just, be so rad. We'll, we'll just sit back and let you guys just do your thing. You know? yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we would, we would allow just a, a true through and through sports episode on the unjected show. People, our audience would be like, what? Yeah, what the hell is this? They're like, yeah. we know they're weird, but fuck, we don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome, man. So, well, you know, just in the nature of you know this being like based on a dating side, dating relationships, all that stuff. Like, we were having a little bit of a discussion before the show, and maybe we could just be a good time to bring it up. So, I think there's two competing theories about uh, courting women, right? It's like either you treat them like shit or you treat them like very, very nice. And so I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so the ladies over here had some interesting opinions. You guys want to lose two different opinions. Okay. Shelby likes it one way. I like it another. Okay. Yeah. I like the sweetness. I like to be responded to. I like to feel the effort and the interest, you know, I like the peacocking, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I mean, I think everybody likes the peacocking, but I do I do feel like at least for myself, like I have to have like a little bit of uh, something to keep me engaged. If you're like too nice to me all the time and you don't play a little hard to get, then I'm like, oh, God, they're going to be so needy. They're going to need all these things. That makes sense. So So I need just like a little bit of like you go, you do your time and like I need my me time. What about when you met Kylie? What was it like when you guys got together? So I was 16 years old. I had, I had my number shaved in the side of my head. I yes. like my not my phone number, my basketball <laughs> number. Your whole phone number. My whole phone. Yeah. So I saw her in the. Well, first I heard that she had moved to our town. So I went to like a pretty ghetto high school. <laughs> like that's the best way to put it. And um, that we. I'll just say this: we didn't have a lot of good looking women in my high school that's not a knock on any of the other good looking men though right a lot of dudes yeah (laughs) all those dudes are so hot um (laughs) no but we just we just didn't have a lot of good looking women in our high school so if there was someone that moved into town and we lived in a military town too then it was like a big deal because there there was constantly people moving in all the time and people leaving because of the nature of military town so i'd heard rumors about her prior (laughs) to you know, seeing her at school. And so she was a junior, I was a sophomore. And I just like, because she was so beautiful, assumed that she was going to be like pretentious and like, like too good for anyone. So I like kind of took the approach that Heather likes, I guess. In the, <laughs> I like, tried to, okay. 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 I, okay. I, I like, said. I tried to, I said I yeah, but I don't do that anymore sweater. though. I don't do that anymore. That's the thing. I think it's I only 16. at first. It's only at first. You got to have a little swagger. But I said something very specific. This is what I said. I said, oh, damn, there's that new fine girl. Like, in front of everyone in the hallway. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to embarrass her, kind of. like. And then she came up to me later, like, asking me where one of her classes was and, like, trying to figure out. Yeah, and it worked. I know that game. I know that game so well. We had had some up and downs at, at the beginning of our relationship. I wasn't the best boyfriend originally. You know, I was... I was a shithead for, for lack of a better term, but I've healed. We've, we've healed a lot of that and we've, you know, I've made amends and now I'm a sweetheart to her. 
So see, oh, I think that's, that's like nice. the most attractive thing. I totally okay. want my guy to be a pain in the ass and then and then <laughs> get his life together and be amazing after he's already got me. I love what that. if what if you have your life together, but you're you, so you just gotta be a little edgy, you just gotta be just a little Maybe you need to shave some shit into the side of your head. Maybe that's it. That's it. I'm shaving my yeah. shaving that's a it. number. I'm shave shave a brand new. Yeah, number. do like a big U. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a local <laughs> wiffle ball team. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a great conversation starter. What's the big <laughs> thing now? Like everybody's super into pickleball. Isn't that what? like a big thing here? What's pickleball? pickleball? There's like pickleball. there's they're creating this huge pickleball thing. I didn't of, know this. Yeah, in Kihei. It's like a whole new <laughs> thing, like a pickleball, like well, it's like thing. isn't it like like tennis except for it's on a smaller court yeah it's like on oh, a smaller yeah. court mini yeah. tennis kind yeah, of pretty much like less aggressive but it's like maybe i was a professional athlete at one point in time too and i'm gonna say that i played a sport that you guys have never heard of i played team handball for the u.s oh. national that sounds team. dirty what? i used to play badminton that sounds dirty <laughs> what is that is that handball. like hacky sack what's handball <laughs> handball you got to go to yeah. prison to find that out no yeah see, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i mean like like literally oh, they play there. handball in prison like that. maybe uh, maybe i'm already a pro. i thought that was like a hand on balls <laughs> I, yeah no no <laughs> No, 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 no. They, 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 they play they handball don't... in the shower all the time. Oh, yeah, exactly, God. exactly. No, Everybody no, no. likes a good game of handball. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I think no. I definitely did that when I was 16. It's, no, it's different than what you're thinking of too, Scott. It's, okay. uh, so the version <laughs> you're thinking of is like where you slap the ball against, against the wall. Against the wall, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the version <laughs> I play is an Olympic sport that the U.S. hasn't qualified for since 1996. Hmm. And I played on the U.S. national team. I was in this program oh, while I was in the wow. Army called the World Class Athlete Program where – if you're on a U.S. national team for any of the Olympic sports, you do that full time for an Olympic qualification period. And um, so I played professionally in Germany. It's huge in Europe. And essentially what it is, it's like it's like water polo, except for on land. Or you could say it's like soccer, except for with your hands. So you're throwing the ball into the goal and it's six on six. Both teams have a goalie. So technically seven on seven. You play both sides. So you don't only play offense and then like like you know don't cross the the midfield to go to to defense it's played on a court similar to basketball yeah, it's no um, stick lacrosse it's a yeah, mixture exactly. of everything mixture of every sport and it's huge in europe it's huge it's like the second most televised sport behind soccer in europe wow no how am i just learning about handball? yeah like fc barcelona they have a handball team uh, uh paris saint germain they have a handball team it's huge wow. in europe yeah so wow. i played professionally in germany uh, I lived in between Dusseldorf and Cologne, and then we lost our Olympic qualifier to Chile and Argentina, and then right, right back to normal job in the army. That's wow. super. Cool. So, is your like professional title uh, a baller? <laughs> yeah, yeah, baller. <laughs> Handballer. Handballer. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Shoot. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, well, so your other big project. Let's let's make sure to cover that too. So obviously, the way forward. Tell us how that yeah, came yeah. to be. Shelby's, and Shelby's repping over there with the way forward. Hard. Yeah, no, yeah. So I've got it on like, backwards, but that's that's okay because I wanted to be forwards. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So so the <laughs> way forward. You. Um, You're so funny. <laughs> it's right. Like first thing to say is that we have one of the top alternative health podcasts in the world, and that's one of the primary things that we do. And recently, which is pretty cool. For a week long period, we jumped up ahead of CNN and Sanjay Gupta, which was just awesome. like <laughs> pretty nuts. Two Goodness. slots behind RFK Jr. <gasps> and ahead of Dave Asprey, ahead of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop podcast. Wow. It's, we're no longer up there in the rankings, but I did take a screenshot just to show, like, yeah, like at one point yes. we were. But we are we are consistently top fifty in alternative health, um, yep. just covering 
all things related to uh, natural health, freedom. Um, I talk a lot about like consciousness too, and just all kind of like the merger of all those things. And then um, here in the next week, we have version two of our membership platform launching where you pay whatever you want to be a part of it. And that gives you access to a membership marketplace, a business directory where you get discounts on those businesses just by presenting your card upon entering. Um, not your vaccine card, your way forward <laughs> membership card. It's like a play on the Vax card. And then we have a, uh, you know, we have like weekly Kundalini yoga and uh, Qigong sessions and breathwork sessions and then men's and women's calls. And then we have a thing where you can type in your zip code and find other members near you. So oh, nice. yeah, pretty, oh. pretty cool membership we have going on. But one of our main focuses in the end of COVID is one of the first examples of that um, is educating people on all things related to health, uh, liberty and consciousness. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. That's really cool. I think I, I really am drawn to the, the, the proximity, you know, finding people around you, you know, doing in-person meetups. Like that's the most important thing. Mm. The most important thing mm -hmm. you're going to be doing to get is to be getting together. There's this yeah. medical freedom group that I'm a, a part of. We get together every Tuesday night. Um, it's just, uh, you know, there's nothing more powerful than that. So, mm. you know, there's a lot of resources out there for doing that. And so, um, I'm going to add that to the list of, Possibly and what's dope about this one is it's it's just it, you pay what you want to be a part yeah. of it. There's no that's like cool. that's great. Yeah, you just value that. value. So whatever value you get from being a part of it, that's what you pay. And that's and that's all it takes to be a member. That's really that's cool, awesome. man. That's, yeah, that's really cool. So you guys know that is over at the way fwrd.com. And so now links to all these are in the descriptions if you whether if you want to check out the way forward or if you want to check out uh, the end of COVID, you'll find links there. So good stuff. Good Amazing. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what, what are your, uh, so when did you first hear about Unjected, Alec? I heard about it a long time ago. I connected yeah. with really? Shelby. Oh, yeah. yeah. I connected with you, Shelby. I don't even know when. Was, I, I'm, I think was, I originally connected over, with like you. over a year ago. Yeah. It was well over a year ago. Yeah. But it was like originally you had connected with my mom. Yes. And then you guys yeah. were deplatformed from the app store. And then like, it, you know, it, we connected once you had like rebuilt essentially. You know, the your mom mm -hmm. yeah. was one of the like original, I remember she was early on, like very outspoken about it, mm -hmm. even before injected. And I remember, you oh. know, you know, really following her and being like, wow, I wish I could fucking do that too. Yeah. I like, yeah. I'm like, why, you know, why not? You know, yeah, why can't exactly. I, you know, why can't we do that? And so, you know, I do, I, I, um, absolutely give her a, you know she planted seed in my mind as well and um and so i give her a lot of thanks for that and i hope she's doing well and um i i follow yeah your wife and your sister and uh, i pretty much your whole fam at this <laughs> point um and so i really enjoy seeing how conscious and awake your whole family is that's a really big blessing because a lot of people don't have yeah, it's great that to have family structure like yeah that. it's rare yeah we were mm -hmm. able to see through a lot of it because the, the reason we are even in the health freedom space is because we had personal experiences that yeah. alerted us to the problems with allopathic yes. medicine and the healing powers of a natural approach to health. So that's, that's literally why, like I was just, I guess, following the the bouncing ball of life. And after seeing my mom um, and then my wife who are both chronically ill under conventional allopathic medicine, then drastically heal in their own respects. My mom more on the psychiatric side of things than my wife on the autoimmune um, rheumatology side of things. Uh, 
and they healed drastically just by adopting a natural approach to health in a matter of months. Um, that was, you know, very shocking to me. And it's not like I was like super pro Western medicine. I just didn't care. You know, I just, whatever, yeah. like I was in the army. Um, <laughs> when I first got in the army, when I commissioned as an officer after graduating from West Point, I got like 10 vaccines in one oh. sitting. Um, yeah, they just shoot you right up. Oh, they just shoot you yeah. right up. And it's it's Cringe. interesting because it was all in my left arm. And I ended up tearing my bicep tendon rotator cuff and labrum like a year wow. and a half later. And I'm just like, I wonder if that was mm. related. I don't know. But um, right. yeah, so I, I it was a, a journey of waking up right as I had commissioned as an officer in the army and was a, you know, agent of the government, if you will, at that time. And then wow. coming to understand that the government is you know, corrupt to the core. And now I've taken on like a voluntarist approach to politics, but yeah. Yeah. Your approach to politics is how I like to view it, which is like, there's no saving that shit storm. Mm -hmm. Just no. exit out of there, please. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's no yep. left or right. It is all it's gone. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> it's all and, wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're about to go into that season again where it's like, you know, yeah. We just witnessed it with the 2020 thing where it's like all yeah. these false mm -hmm. idols and all these people Dude. that get propped up in order mm -hmm. to ma make us all outsource our individual sovereignty in a lot of ways. It's because yeah. We, we, yeah. We, we no longer take responsibility for our own actions, our own selves, because we feel like there's going to be some superhero that's going to swoop in and save us. And yeah. I see it happening right now again. Now. again. Yeah. Whether, you're talking, whether you're talking RFK or if you're talking or Trump again. Trump. Like, yeah. it's, it's or DeSantis or, or literally, DeSantis. like throw yeah. literally yeah. in. Yeah. 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 And it's funny, like they don't, yeah. like, anyway, so the establishment like biden people they don't really have any like white knights coming to say that but they're not even trying they're not like we yeah. don't even like we're not even gonna try we're <laughs> don't even gonna, have we're, to we're just gonna steal it so it's fine no big deal let these guys <laughs> yeah. have their let the guys have their little fun and games right we'll yeah, just, we'll just so call true. them anti-semitic and it'll be fine no big deal <laughs> like we're right. using yeah. brainwashing and cnn okay we're yeah. fine yeah. They, yeah. they know they and know they got they'll the upper hand a war yeah. and it'll be but, be locked in. but you know, all these things, all these kind of machinations work together, whether it's like the media, politicians, pharmaceutical industry, they all kind of work hand in hand to kind of mm -hmm. give themselves the power that they need. And so when we're talking about dismantling or discrediting the medical industry, you know, we have, you know, the same applies to all these other institutions too. And they're doing a great job of like bulldozing themselves. But like, what are, what are your thoughts around some of like, like with, with RFK coming on the scene? Oh yeah, dude, I have like, a like lot what, of thoughts. Yeah, um, let's, so, let's hear it. Well, it like in, in there, there, there's several things here. Um, first off, I want to acknowledge that RFK, Dell Bigtree and several others were instrumental in helping me wake up, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, to, to the problems with vaccines and the corruption of the pharmaceutical industry. Now, they've been they've been championing the idea that we need safer vaccines and they've been calling uh, attention to the corruption of the pharmaceutical in industry at a, at a certain level for some time. Right. And so mm -hmm. I started waking up to this stuff in 2016 and then around 2018, 2019, I had gotten to a point where I had done enough of my own research where I could just regurgitate all the same things that they continue to share. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you know, 2020 comes around and initially I did fall for this idea that there was a lab made virus that was released. Actually, can I, can I, can I share something real quick? Cause this is oh, an geez. important point because yeah. it relates to the lab leak thing. So I interviewed Dr. David Martin two days ago mm -hmm. and it'll be released on audio 
this upcoming Tuesday, but it's already released on BitChute, Rumble, elsewhere. Cool. It already has like 10,000 views across all platforms. And David Martin, um, I respect the shit out of the work that he's done. Like I, I respect that, but I wanted to interview him because his commentary publicly is confusing in that to the overwhelming majority of the health freedom movement, when they hear him speak, they take what he means to, to be that there was a lab made virus that was released that is being spread from person to person. But for those who've done their due diligence, like myself and others who are part of the end of COVID to go into the depth of virology and understand it, that all of it is pseudoscientific lab made or otherwise, we have a whole session during the end of COVID where we educate people on gain of function, exactly what's going on with that. Right. Um, we hear him speak and he throws words in there like model. He's he, like, for example, at, to his speech at the European um, parliament, he said the virus model, right? He kept on re reemphasizing the virus model. And mm. again, for the overwhelming majority of the health freedom movement, they don't like, they don't hear model and like cling on to it. Like, Oh, what does he mean by that? They're just like, Oh my God, a virus in a lab that escaped. Oh my goodness. Patents, bioweapon. And for those of us in the no virus camp, I, I, I hear that. I'm like, I think he's, I think he's cluing in on that there actually is no virus, that this is all a false paradigm. So anyway, I interviewed David Martin and I want to share this with the world right now. He clarified that his position is there is a bioweapon. It's the injection. There is not and never has been a bioweapon that is spreading from person to person. There is no lab made virus spreading from person to person. David Martin clarified that on my show two days ago. And I highly encourage people to watch that. It was a really tense discussion because I kept asking him direct questions about it. Mm -hmm. He kept kind of diverting attention away from it initially, but then he did clearly answer. And then I kind of got combative and it wasn't my best performance, but it is nonetheless an important conversation to watch because this is the guy that the likes of Robert Malone and others and, and much of the health freedom movement uses to sort of lend credence to the idea that there was a lab made virus. And he admitted on my show that there is no such thing. The bioweapon and the gain of function experiments are all surrounding the production of this vaccine using sequences derived from cell culture. Wait, cetera, so cetera. my question would be, so are you, you're saying that COVID virus wasn't real or all, there's no, there's virus. no viruses. There's no, let me, let me clarify the statement. There is no proof that adheres to the scientific method or to logic that viruses exist. That is the proper mm -hmm. way to say that. There you go. Wow. So many of our listeners probably just got chub. Yeah, we, we <laughs> get we get a lot. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. a lot of them out there, and they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, it's, it's it's it's. Yeah. It's what about yeah? I'm just like I should about, continue on yeah. with the RFK stuff like, in a minute. Let's put that side for a second. Yeah, I want yeah, to learn so, more. Yeah. So again, when we're when we're saying that X exists and causes Y, right? Like like very simply put, when we're saying that X exists and causes Y, I think that we need proof that X exists and causes Y. We can't point to Y happening, an observed phenomenon, an effect, and then say, oh, that is proof of X, absent of actually showing that X exists and directly observing that X causes Y. So when it comes to literally any virus, period, any, any, any of them, there is no proof that they exist or cause any sort of disease. Now, for those who've not heard this statement, that is going to sound like absolute nonsense as it did to me in 2020. And 
the more that I explored this topic, though, reading the uh, foundational so-called evidence of virology, you will find that the process by which they, quote, isolate viruses and prove pathogenicity for viruses is all based on a series of unproven assumptions where they're mixing together fluids from a sick person that are assumed to contain a virus on a monkey kidney cell alongside several cytotoxic antibiotics and antimycotics like amphotericin B, gentamicin, sometimes geneticin, sometimes they'll throw in trypsin, then they'll add fetal bovine serum, and then they'll reduce the nutrient intake of the cell. So the cell is effectively starved and poisoned when fluid from a sick person assumed to contain a virus has been added to it. The cell then breaks down experiencing what is called a cytopathic effect. They then take those fragments, prepare them for electron microscopy, produce an electron micrograph image, point to the particles on the image and say, voila, this is proof of viruses. This must have been what was inside the fluids of a sick person. Never mind, we never actually validated that. Never mind, we have no evidence in history to show that viruses exist inside the fluids of a sick person. Every single electron micrograph image of a virus comes from the experiment that I just described. And never mind that we poisoned and starved the cell. We know for sure that these particles are viruses that came from the fluids of a sick person, and they must have been passed from another person. But without even going into detail on that, as we show during the end of COVID in session 11 called the proof of contagion, we document, I think, 50 studies in which they attempted to prove that disease was passed via the fluids of a sick person. And every single one of these studies turned out bunk, meaning they could not show that disease is passed via the fluids of a sick person. And again, for, you know, Zach, like you, this is, this statement may sound absolutely crazy as it did to me. It, it sounded nuts. But then when you go look objectively and set aside your preconceived notions, you will find that what I'm saying here is exactly the case. And so then that brings up a lot of questions like, well, how do you explain two or more people getting sick in the same space. Just like I talked about earlier, how do you explain Johnny who got sick and then right. Billy got sick 24 hours later? And these are interesting questions and there is other plausible explanations for these phenomena. But because the medical community and much of the alternative health community has been so myopically focused on this unproven pseudoscientific paradigm, we have not thoroughly explored these other possibilities for what causes the phenomenon of two or more people getting sick in the same space. I hesitate to use contagion because it implies that it is a particle being passed or a microbe being passed, and there's no proof of that. So this phenomenon of two or more people getting sick in the same space. And there is, like I said, other plausible explanations. And we present those extensively during the end of COVID in, the, in four out of the last uh, five modules. And those will be dropping here in the next few days. But I highly recommend before tuning into those, you watch... Uh, all of the first modules where we go into detail on the pseudoscience of virology, covering all of the details that one, um, you know, could, could bring up uh, sort of dissolving this, this cognitive dissonance. So, cause just because I, I cause I, I, I'm retarded. I don't I like have it's anything to challenge <laughs> you on this. However, what I will say, just because I've never mm -hmm. even heard this, um, this idea or this theory, um, I mean, there's clearly, you know, there's clearly a correlation or or what I thought was a causation or 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 a, a very, very heavy relationship between whether or not take AIDS. Mm -hmm. 
if you have sex, unprotected sex with somebody who has AIDS, you are. Who taught, who taught you this? Anthony I probably know. probably Fauci. Fauci. No, I mean, well, but it's it's not only that. I mean, it's it's, it's true. I believe the probably the same thing. The, so. Well, there's a reason why AIDS spread in a particular community. AIDS didn't it spread. Was, it did. It did it, for it sure. Did. It most it's most certainly. I did. promise you, it did not, brother. If you go if you go read the book Virus Mania or you go watch our session on HIV AIDS, it did not spread. There's nothing. Peter Duesberg. Peter Duesberg. Yeah. Peter Duesberg. Yep. Invented so, the AIDS virus. So, yeah. Zach, are you familiar with Carrie Mullis? Yes. Carrie Mullis was outspoken that HIV was never proven to be the cause of AIDS. Well, huh. okay, so, so but AIDS is the think, virus. What do you AIDS, think it no, was? AIDS is the AIDS is the set of symptoms. HIV is the yeah. alleged cause of those set of symptoms, just like SARS-CoV-2 so, is right. the alleged cause for COVID-19. Okay, so what would have been the outside if if it wasn't a sexually transmitted virus? Mm -hmm. What was the onset of HIV? Because there has to be something. Something happened in the bodies sure. of the people uh, who some, were HIV something happened. Amyl nitrites. So, so right. what was it? And, and and why and was it AZT. very AZT. very and why was it very, very particular? Because just, to, I mean, gay people were not getting that vaccine prior to the HIV. There was uh, no, there mania. is no HIV vaccine though. Well, there was. Uh, Fauci did push. Uh, AZT. A, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but AZT they weren't getting that prior till prior to HIV being something that was. And, and then what was common amongst the gay community, especially in California at the time, again, if you read the book virus mania that goes into extensive details on this or. Again, watch our session on HIV AIDS that'll be dropping here in the next week or so. Um, you'll find that it was the lifestyle of the gay community at the time, not the actual acts of gay sex, but so the what lifestyle. Was the, what were the factors Poppers. that played into that? Poppers was one Animal of the big nitrate. ones. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. What is it? Poppers? Poppers, yeah. What's a popper? What is that? So is they're that like a, a really toxic like drug <laughs> that allowed popper? you to loosen your parts. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> And Bond was it the everybody. was it the okay so what that was it the chemical <laughs> compound you know in the drug <laughs> or was it a symptom <laughs> from the chemical compound? So are, are you familiar with the symptoms of AIDS? Legions, that's it. Legions. There, and, there's a, uh, so there's this charge. I haven't explored this exact one specifically, um, but again, we cover it during the end of COVID extensively. So I highly recommend people go check that out. But the, from what I remember, and I explored this when I was going through my own cognitive dissonance like two and a half years ago, um, if you look up the symptoms of AIDS, there's like 26 symptoms. And all that it is required to, quote, test positive for AIDS is two of those 26 symptoms and a positive PCR test. Very ironically similar to the situation to the we had situation over the now. last three and a half what? years. And again, I have several people in my Telegram channel who have shared that they were on HIV AIDS medications for an extended period of time. They started exploring the no virus position. They realized that it was all pseudoscience. They got off of their medications, adopted a natural approach to, approach to health, and have resolved all their symptoms associated with HIV AIDS. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so, the, the, so I'm, I'm not trying to be a cunt. I'm just no, trying dude, to wrap I, my, no, my, this well, is great. my head around yeah, this. Great. So, so you know, the, the poppers, was it the chemical compound in the poppers that made them vulnerable to a set of germs that had made them get this? No. Or was it the compound that reacted to a certain set of genetics that are 
disposition to have this particular thing? Was it the symptoms that made them vulnerable, the symptoms from the poppers that made them vulnerable to, to, you know, uh, uh, you know, infection. Let me give you an an analogy. So so my, my brother, my brother, um, as he's been exploring this topic too, two years ago. So he's, he was a freshman at KU at the time and he was in a, like, like a, a, a biology or like a, a, an ecology class or something like that. And one of his teachers said that there's evidence now that glyphosate, which is toxic, is causing bees immune systems to become weakened, which makes them more prone to viruses. And my brother texted me and said, this is such absurd logic. How can we say that this leads to this, leads to this, leads to this? Why can't we just say glyphosate's fucking toxic and it causes people to become the bees to become sick? Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be glyphosate is toxic? It weakens the immune system of bees and then bees are infected by viruses. No, it's just glyphosate's fucking toxic and it causes bees to become sick because it's toxic. Just like poppers. And again, I want to I want to be very, very clear here because there's a lot of people who have come to understand the no virus position with respect to SARS-CoV-2 as an example. And then they'll say, okay, it wasn't SARS-CoV-2 causing someone to become sick. It was 5G. And it's like, okay, yes, I agree that millimeter wave technology is one of many things in our environment that are causing us to become ill. And it is a new, relatively new in, the, in that it was widespread across the earth um, pre-COVID and during COVID. But it is not one single thing usually it is not one single thing that is causing someone to become sick. So for the, the gay community, and again, I, I highly recommend, cause I'm probably not going to do it. It's uh, do justice. Uh, give, give the, this topic, the, the specific virus, um, you know, the, the credit it's, it deserves or like on this topic. Um, but from what I remember, it was initially six people in California and Scott, if you know this, correct me if I'm wrong. It was like originally six people in California that were in the gay community that became sick. And then they sequenced the genetic material from them and then quote isolated a virus in the exact same way that I described earlier and claimed to have discovered the culprit of these six men becoming sick. So it Mm -hmm. literally started with six dudes. And then they said, this is a new virus that is spreading amongst the gay community. And again, this is this is this whole no virus thing is not a new thing. During the HIV AIDS, during the height of the HIV AIDS era, there's a group out of Australia called the Perth Group, which consisted of like hundreds of scientists and doctors of various types who are all united in the fact that HIV was not proven to be the cause of AIDS. And HIV had not been proven to exist. And Again, that's going to sound like a shocking statement for someone who's not explored this topic, but that's why we've put together the end of COVID because it goes A to Z on the no virus position. Wow. Mm. Yeah, How awesome. valuable. It's I awesome. know what I'm doing. My mind is spinning. I know my mind is blown. Yeah. 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 This yeah. is yeah. kind of, kind of Wait, like so on hold the, the fuck on. So basically you're saying <laughs> that when I said sinful <laughs> gay sex was the cause of all disease viruses, that I wasn't entirely wrong with AIDS. It was gays. Yeah, but it wasn't the gay activity. Yeah, it was but, with the sinful behavior, sinful behavior. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't the gay activity, though. <laughs> it was tell, me, can, drugs. tell me they're going to fucking let you into the gates of heaven when you're on poppers? You can't fucking get into the gates of heaven. <laughs> yeah, maybe the behavior. poppers is too far, I guess. Yeah. 
question. Yeah. But so, so I don't know if we want to go back to the RFK thing or if you sure, want to ask please other do. clarifying questions. Yeah. Oh, well, man. you know, I mean, there's a lot of things to be, to be clarified, you know, and I know yeah. that, um, I know you talk about this stuff all the time and I know that, uh, you know, it's a valuable conversation to have and maybe we can swing back around. I mean, well, what do you guys think? You guys are the ones that like have questions. Like, I think like, he's got a weird voice and it's going to turn the American public off. And that's just, that's about how have you been listening to Owen Benjamin. <laughs> oh, you're a, are you a bear, Alec? I'm not a bear, but I'm, I like oh, Owen Benjamin. Okay. Well, yeah. are you going, you got to come to the Missouri festival in September, dude. Bear fest. Yeah, that. dude. That's how come. superficial the American people are. He's like, uh, uh, and they're like, I can't, I can't. I don't care what comes out of his mouth. I will say his voice is a little bit His voice is a little bit shocking. Yeah, you could probably, honestly, you could. Yeah. I don't know who said vibrator, but you could probably sit on his throat and come. Because that's a lot of fucking gyration. <laughs> I heard he's, vibrator. He's Somebody got a vibrator, vibrator stuck in his throat. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you can sit on his face. You can fucking sit on you know you don't sit on RFK's face. You sit on his fucking oh, throat and you shoot a yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah. Oh, squirt. Lord. Owen's been going on a tear on him lately, dude. So. He has, and really? it's a little too much. Like yeah, uh, but but it like some of it is. But see, funny. you know what? So what I find value out of his approach to a lot of these things is he's all about slaughtering sacred cows. He's all about like yeah, he nobody's is. coming to save you. Like, like, do not, do yeah. not fall yeah. for it again. You guys are all falling for it again. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be the same, same song and dance every single time. Yeah. All these people that you're, whether it's Elon or Trump or whatever, it's like yeah. his goal is, and his job as a comedian is to tear down these yeah. idols that people that really get captured by. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And like, yeah. he is a comedian, so he does it yeah. in a certain way that has yeah. like way too <laughs> yeah. way too much shit that like i personally would never say that i'm just like god dang dude like this and is put some zach like, on it <laughs> yeah. oh like more than zach I, you know though. like you know oh yeah. i don't i don't know i'm not uh, i'm not familiar with his body of work but i'm here to say that i'm not i'm here to build up the evil empire so i will take a i'll i'll be the antagonist in owen benjamin's story if he would like me to be and that's okay because every good novella has a, a, a strong protagonist and a strong antagonist. And what he, I would enjoy—he has lots of antagonists. Don't worry. <laughs> is if, if we get it in the in the middle of the the novella that I'm planning that I've I've um, it's it's flinting itself out in my head. You make sweet love, and maybe we'd get both get AIDS, but maybe not because maybe it's not sexually transmitted. I don't know. So, I don't know. I don't know. Get a PCR test if you're coughing, and then we'll yep. see. I here's what I will say. I do know those PCR tests are insanely uh, unreliable, not insanely unreliable, but fairly unreliable. And I know that because you mentioned Kerry Mullis. He himself was the the uh, proprietor of it. And he said it's not, you know, the end all be all. Mm -hmm. And he did feel there's the famous video out on social media. He did feel that people in the public health administration, specifically Fauci, were leveraging his sort of baseline uh, idea of the PCR test process, process, it, and, process, and, and manipulating test. it to be a, uh, a tool for them to spread mm -hmm. what is basically fear yep. based uh, uh, fear based. But that's more correct than people realize again, yeah. Carrie Mullis in his book was outspoken that HIV was never proven to be the cause of AIDS. And this yeah. is the guy who invented the test or sorry, the, the, the protocol or the technology that was then used and misused as a test for the very virus that had absolutely no proof that it existed. There's a doctor, Zach, you'd like this. There's a doctor by the name of Dr. Robert Wilner. 
who on multiple occasions took HIV inv infected blood and injected it directly into him and nothing happened to him. And he did bug it on chaser. stage for effect. Interesting. Huh? What? Bug chaser. There's bug chasers out there. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. like, yeah. that's the thing. Do you know what I'm talking about, Scott? They I know what you're talking about. Bug they chasers. People yeah. with AIDS yeah. and they, they do it because they think that what? the risk of getting a virus is such <laughs> Yep, yep. They, they like living on the edge, or they they feel it's like a very uh, masochistic. God, how I found my mind blown like four wait, times. Hold on, so episode. wait, wait, wait. So basically, what we're doing in this episode is ruining the kink of bug chasing because you can't get viruses by having yes. sex with other people. You've just ruined a whole demographic. Here's here's the thing though. Here's the thing that is true. So, are you familiar with the placebo nocebo effect? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, break it down. And break it down. So the placebo effect says that. Um, like, okay. So the placebo effect is that you believe you will have a positive effect mm. to something. And then it actually brings about that positive thing. Right, right, the nocebo right. effect is basically the inverse of that essentially. Mm -hmm. So when it came to SARS-CoV-2 and COVID, again, there's no proof that SARS-CoV-2 exists or causes any sort of disease whatsoever. COVID-19 is purely an amalgamation of symptoms, many of which, um, or all of which are not new symptoms that they just push together and claim that this is a new disease. Mm -hmm. um, and according to the CDC's own data, the second strongest risk factor for death associated with COVID is fear slash anxiety related disorders. <laughs> yeah. And this is a that's study that's published in part by the CDC in July of 2021. So the ability, the reason I bring this up, Zach, is because it's like when you tell someone um, that they have a terminal cancer diagnosis, their likelihood of surviving from that is going to go down significantly because they believe right. that it's true. They believe yeah. that they are screwed and they're going to die. And when you have this constant fear-based propaganda being thrown at you by the mainstream and also the alternative side, who is pushing at the very beginning that there is a lab-made virus that's being released upon the human population, Fear is going to cause symptoms of illness. And then for those who are like, well, I was never scared of any of this stuff. I didn't comply with any of it. I was never scared from the beginning. It was just the rebranded flu. COVID was a hoax. Were you fearful of government tyranny at points in time? Mm. Were you fearful of what was going to happen to you or your family or your job or things like this? Because I don't think fear discriminates. But the point is that you can bring about actual symptoms of illness and bring about specific things just by believing them to be true. And there's a lot totally. of work done by um, Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden and Bruce Lipton that show people who believe their way to health can actually bring about vibrant health. People who believe their way to disease can actually bring about really horrible chronic disease. And that's where this this the mind is the most important component. That's true because yeah, I'll tell yeah. you one thing: the retarded they don't get sick, and I don't think that they ever believe that. I don't think their minds ever on that. So I think there's a thing. I mean, there's certainly there might be like a second tier to retard strength. I I think that I think that, and I'm not saying that to be derogatory. I'm saying that they tend to be physically stronger than what they might look. And maybe they're not getting the flu because their <laughs> mind's not on the fucking flu. 
Maybe. No, but for real though, like that that's it's, like, that's it's so true. Like those true. women that think they're pregnant and they like yeah. yeah. I you mean can, mine never matter. Yeah, that's what you, you can change your eye Mary. color. I forget you can the exact moles yeah. and freckles that don't well, exist. Well, I forget the exact experiment. I'm probably gonna butcher this, but we do also cover the, this during the end of COVID shameless plug. Um, but there it was it was either Andy Kaufman or uh Brendan Murphy in one of our two sessions. We had a session called the psychology of obedience and Andy fear. Kaufman? Oh, Not no, that. I'm, sorry, Kaufman. sorry. I'm thinking Dr. Andrew Kaufman. Okay. Dr. Andrew Kaufman. I call him Andy. And Dr. Andy Kaufman and uh, Don Lester, Kelly, Dr. Kelly Brogan, and Dr. Amanda Vollmer talk about the psychology of obedience and fear. Then we have another session called uh, COVID Psychosomatics with Brendan Murphy. That's both of them are incredible. Um, and it, well, it shows that it really is a psychosomatic phenomenon. Like yeah. it's all, it's all a projection of the mind. But, the, but, in one of those two sessions, they go into detail on experiments that have been done where people were given what they thought was chemotherapy mm-hmm. and where they actually can bring about hair loss in their bodies yep. by <gasps> taking something other than chemo because they believe what they are taking is chemo. Yep. <gasps> yeah. Well, again, it shows the importance things, of the mind. It's crazy. Yeah. Your mind is, is so powerful. Mind it's over crazy. matter. That's crazy. Well, let's see here. So, um, you guys want phone lines for a little bit? No, let's do that. Number? And yeah. I'm gonna. I couldn't think my way out of a P. So okay, there you go. There you go. So <laughs> in your mouth, man. Right on. Right on. So Alec, we usually roll for about 90 minutes. You're welcome to stay as long as you want or whatnot. Cool. But uh, but uh, yeah. So we're just gonna open up the phone lines. If anyone wants to call in, I got questions. If you got uh, anything, um, phone number is one eight three 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 unject or one eight three 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 eight six five three two eight. Give us a call. Yeah. You got questions oh. for Alec. If you got questions, and I will say, if you have any technical support about the Unjected website, just email me at yeah. uh, support <laughs> support at unjected.com. I don't really want to do live tech support on the air here, but you're more than welcome to email me, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. As soon as I can, I promise. <laughs> Please be kind to Scott, Please be kind people. To Scott, everyone. Please. He's helping yeah. us out tremendously. If you're not yeah. kind, Scott's we're blocking man. your IP yeah. address. Very, that's, oh, yes. Yes, I have it. the band hammer. I have the band yeah. hammer. Yeah, we'll just yeah. block yeah. you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. So, did, did we get to your thoughts on RFK or what's going no, on? No, yeah, no, we let's, didn't. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Sorry, so, we got distracted by the vibrator theory. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The vibrator. Yeah. Uh, Zach on this episode is pushing Owen Benjamin level for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> goodness. Uh, so, with, with RFK, like, I, I think where I left off is that I got to the point where. I was aware of all the knowledge that he is publicly speaking on roughly Mm -hmm. 2018, 2019. And then 2020 comes around and I fell for this idea that there is a lab made bioweapon. In fact, I was one of the people in uh, December, January, and February before much of the mainstream news was talking about it here, texting my friends and family saying, Hey, you need to fucking like, like hunker down. This is going to get super bad. They successfully created a bioweapon in a lab. We're all like, this is going to get really bad. And this is all for mandatory vaccines. Like I knew the, the end goal, but I fell for the initial thing. Um, and what I've, as I've looked into virology just in the last three years, really like in the first 18 months of looking into it, like what you find. Um, and of course you have to have someone sort of nudge you to look because again, we approach this as if it's a well-established indisputable fact that disease is spread via the fluids of a sick person. But as we show extensively during the end of COVID, it's just not the case. And 
when you go look, you, that's what you find that it, that it's all based on pseudoscientific presuppositions in this like conditioned belief system. And as I was exploring this, I'm like, dude, like how, how is it that the two, you know, loudest voices in the health freedom movement the lar with the largest platforms, RFK and Dell won't touch this issue. Like they won't touch it. They're, they're constantly talking about the need for quote, safer vaccines. It's like safer vaccines. That's that arguments are relevant. If there's no proof of the alleged cause that necessitates the need for any of these vaccines. Like, not, well, not only that, not only that, but Ale uh, um, Dell big tree, I heard him say, well, when been pushed on the terrain model, he was like, "Well, the world's not ready to have that conversation." I'm yeah, like, and that's nonsense Whoa. to me. And this and this is the ironic thing. Yeah. They, I, I wrote an open letter to both of them, um, and it has like forty thousand views, and I, I got a lot of positive support for it because I sort of put myself in their shoes and came up with all the arguments that they could come up with, like, "Oh, the world's not ready to hear this," or uh, you know some of the other arguments that we hear is that like, this is too fringe of a topic and it's just, it's just simply not true. There's just no, it's just, there's, there's no way this could be true because this is, uh, this underpins all of Western medicine and the entire vaccine program. And it's not a fringe topic given that there are several credentialed experts around the world who are talking about it. More and more people are coming to understand it. Um, and Weston A. Price Foundation, who's an organization that's just as big as CHD, most of their leadership publicly speaks on this and they're credentialed experts. So it's not a quote fringe topic by any means. And it's not a conspiracy topic either. In fact, it doesn't require you to like discover deep occult knowledge. It requires you to have a like elementary understanding of the scientific method and an understanding of logic and simply just go look at scientific papers claiming to have proven the existence and pathogenicity of viruses. And then for bacteria, the pathogenicity of bacteria. And what you find is that it's all based in unproven assumptions. And again, that's, that's a, a loaded statement for those who are watching that haven't heard of this, but all that to say, I started questioning why he wouldn't talk about this. And then I've had experiences with leadership of children's health defense where they behaved very disingenuously mm -hmm. after I'd published that letter and um, essentially invited us on myself, Mike Stone from ViralLiG.com. He's an independent researcher that has an incredible website, ViralLiG.com. Mm. And to the list, I'm adding him to the list. Yeah, Eric Coppolino. Yeah, you got to interview Mike. He's cool. his knowledge on this topic is incredible. And then Eric Coppolino, who's been an investigative journalist that came to the no virus position without ever even hearing Tom Counter, Andy Kaufman. He came to it by exploring himself first, looking at the PCR so-called tests, right? And um, so they invited us on, and they said that they were just going to give us a platform to share our position. And I said, hey, if this is a debate, though, we need to uh, set clear like guidelines. And if we're bringing reference material, we need to provide the opposing side with the reference material at least 10 days prior so they can review it and form their own opinion. And they kept on ensuring us, no, 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 this is not a debate. We're simply just going to give you a platform to share your perspective. We're like, okay, great. This is the first time they've ever done this. And that's the thing is we're not asking children's health defense or I can to take a stance. Your own mission statements have language like covering the truth about science and health, et cetera, et cetera, to ensure the health of our children. And you won't cover this topic. And this is scientific information. And it is foundational to what you're talking about. Vaccines, it's foundational to that issue. It's foundational to everything that's happened with COVID. This topic, regardless of which side you lie on, is important because this is foundational to the whole thing. 
So they let, let us know that they're going to bring us on to just share our perspectives. And we even put, if we are to debate, we recommend that instead you bring on Dr. Tom Cowan as a moderator and then RFK as the other moderator. And then you have Dr. Mark Bailey and Dr. Andrew Kaufman representing the no virus side. And then you have James Lyons Wheeler. Um, you have Peter McCullough, you have Robert Malone, whoever else representing the virus side and just allow them to debate. And they said, no, 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 that's not necessary. Hmm. And they said they were just going to let us have a platform. And then on a Saturday, three days prior to us recording, we get a message and it says, uh, uh, we have awesome news, you guys. James Lyons-Wheeler has agreed to host this discussion. And then James Lyons-Wheeler replies to us and says, really looking forward to this, guys. Let's be nice to each other. And let's be sure to have open minds and be willing to change our perspective. And it became really clear that when we had posed the debate thing, they said, no, 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 that's not necessary. We're not going to do that. And then all of a sudden, James Lyons-Wheeler is coming in as the host when he's one of the guys we had recommended mm-hmm. to debate against. Yeah. And, you know, we, we'd set clear guidelines like reference material so that you don't pull a gotcha and bring up a paper that the other side hasn't had a chance to review. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they spring this on us at the last minute. And we, you know, Mike, Eric Coppolino and I talk and we're like, you know, we should just do it anyway, because if we say no, then they're going to tell all their audience that we tried to have this conversation. They were just Yay. unwilling to do it. So we said, yes. And then two hours prior to us recording, we get a message from Polly Tommy saying this event is canceled uh, due to unforeseen circumstances. And, we, and I said, Polly, I reoriented my whole schedule around this. Can't we just continue on with this? We'll record with James and send it to you. And she replied, no, that's not going to work. And then we haven't heard from them since. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And, and you see that a lot from, from just the medical freedom establishment in general. We're always trying to call them out, have them come to the table. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. even, even just recently with RFK on the whole Rogan thing where it's like, oh, Peter Hotez, why don't you come debate yeah. me? Nope. And not. that's the ironic thing yeah. about it, right? Like is, is RFK saying that to Hotez? And yeah, Hotez is being a huge pussy for lack of a better yeah. term and not coming to the table. <laughs> but then when we're trying to do the same thing on this yeah. topic, they're censoring us for lack of a better term mm-hmm. like yeah. they're, they're censoring us and again this is not a fringe topic it's not like we're trying to like you must cover flat earth or like you, you know what i mean that, that's not what we're doing we're talking about something that is central and fundamental to what their entire organizations are based on right that's what we're talking about right now central and fundamental to everything that's happened the last three and a half years and the need for quote safer vaccines it becomes irrelevant when you realize the alleged proof of the cause necessitating the need for vaccines is not there. And so that's the one thing with RFK that, that really bothers me. And then the and like consistent, like, Oh, I'm pro safe vaccines. And he has made statements saying that if safe vaccines are developed and we can prove that they're safe, he would, wouldn't be opposed to mandating them. And, you know, this is a past statement he yeah. may have corrected and that's fine. And I don't want to hold that against him. But then I, I also have seen in the health freedom movement, so many people who are coming to understand that both sides of the political spectrum are screwed. Our votes are irrelevant. And more importantly, this idea that men and women who call themselves government have the right to tell other men and women what to do, irrespective of title, is nonsense. That our freedom comes from us, our rights come from us, and the way we end the the pharmaceutical industry's terror is by stopping ceasing to contract with them, ceasing to give them our money and focusing on natural approaches to health. Votes yes, that are, includes, 
votes are less than irrelevant. Votes fuel the machine. Exactly. Votes are the the are the, the driving factor. Right. Of, exactly. Of and and so that's it's, true. And, uh, like that's yeah. why do you, I mean that's why they framed voting as the civilian's civic duty. That's why 100%. they 100%. And there's a, even I mean especially with the you know 35 and up, 40 and up people like when you say you go to the 40 year old you go yeah all politicians are liars they'll go yep you go both sides are fucked you'll go they'll go yep yep and then you go i'm not gonna vote for either one of them they go you gotta vote for one this is the thing so many people who are waking up to that illusion and like there is a subset of people who wake up to that and they're like, Oh, we're fucked. There's nothing we can do because the system's just going to do this regardless. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm saying that the system is comprised of men and women like us. Mm -hmm. We are men and women. And we believe we hallucinate into existence, their authority by our own conditioned beliefs. We believe it. The only way they're able to do anything that they can do is because we believe collectively that they have the right to. And I argue the position that if you know, the health freedom movement has grown to a point that if just the health freedom movement, not like the, the normal rest of society, if just the health freedom movement truly understood this and started acting in their life according to their own authentic desires, you know, in, in, in refraining from imposing or infringing upon others in those acts, but simply act upon this understanding that the government's, quote, authority over us is an illusion that it only exists because we hallucinate it into existence by our beliefs that the government's tyranny would stop. They would still try to do things. But when we collectively are like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to continue on with my life. There's not much that they can do. There's really not much that they can do. And obviously it's easier when it's a collective of people rather than at the individual level. Although with understanding common law, you can, you can still hold men. Well, one of the things too, and, and it's, it's tough to do. I will say, I, I will give the people a, a break here. Cause I, I agree with everything that you're saying. I will give the people a break here. One of the things that the, the reason why we have culture wars is to keep people separated so they can't group up and do exactly For what sure, I was talking bro. about. For we sure. can't yeah. like, cause I mean, obviously everybody knows if nobody voted one year, Everybody, like the politicians go, uh, they'd go, oh, sh shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> if, if, if nobody paid taxes one year, the IRS would go, well, that's it. We're done. We're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> we, that's the point. So, exactly. So the, whole, yeah. the whole point of the whole point of politics in general, because there's no real politics when it comes to domestic activity, because domestic activity is pretty much based on the individual and communities. That's really yeah. it, what it is. Politics wow. is an expansionism idea of a specific country, right? And that's why foreign policy is really the only thing that matters when it comes to politics. That's the only thing that matters because that's the only thing that make, continuously makes the upper echelons of society and politi uh, politicians money. Yes. Okay. Agreed. So that's the only thing that happens. So this anytime well, I, I is willing, that because, like, like for example, the medical industrial complex that makes politicians a lot well, of money. medical industrial complex also hinges itself on the ability that, uh, uh, for, uh, Nancy Pelosi to vote on a war. Agreed. Because totally she, she can totally vote on the war. Guess what? Then all of a sudden the medical, all of a sudden Pfizer who contributed 
Agreed. billions of dollars to the DNC, mm-hmm. can now get on board with Raytheon and General yep. Dynamic. And all of a sudden, if, if, if so, Lockheed. if everybody comes together, exactly. So yep. all of a sudden, this becomes this mega unit. And it's the only thing that powers politics. Politics are nothing more than an objective to take. That's all yep. it is. It's all Agreed. it is. And Exploit so anybody 100%. who 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 engages or feels emotionally attached to um, culture wars or you know social justice or whether it doesn't matter what side you're on, build the wall, don't build the wall, whatever like whatever side you're on, like whatever you think you're doing at this particular moment when it comes to something that uh, adheres to culture or the culture wars. Yeah, you may be on the right side, right? I don't think we should be having, you know, guys dress up as girls in scantily clad panties and read fucking Elmo or <laughs> agree, whatever. Agree whatever that, book. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. But guess what? The emotion you're investing into it, it's fueling the machine. 100%. Dude. So, and this is, this is man, you, like, Zach, you're so on the same page with me on this. And we this should have like- sex and see if we get a. <laughs> <laughs> i mean god forbid god forbid the scientists in this country do some fucking experiment and it's time for us to take the fucking reins on this <laughs> oh shit oh um, man i'll have to pass on that but thank you and i will say <laughs> just very flattering just just before anybody who watches this gets you think mad i'm hot me, i am i am against drag queen story hour just so you know <laughs> I'm Agreed. just saying the, the more emotion you invest 100%, you know, the Dude, more where, do, where do you see, answer this question. Who do you see more of that content coming from? Yep. The conservatives, man. The conservatives. Well, well, cause here's the thing right now, the it, it's, 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 it's uh, what do you call it? Pendulum swinged back and oh, forth. For sure it does. Yeah. But um, right now, anytime the, your political party is reactive to the, the things that the other political party are doing, you're the ones that are feeding the machine more. 100%. Now, granted, I would probably say, I I would say on the whole, the left is worse right now. For sure. Agree with that. Agree. But who's fueling the the machine more? Mm -hmm. The right. Because they don't, it it, it does, it matters not on, when's the last time you saw a conservative or a Trump supporter or a DeSantis supporter watch, you know, Drag Queen Story Hour and go, yeah, I don't like that, but I'd like it if people could emotionally distance themselves and realize that this bullshit is exactly what they want us to engage in and not worry about the fact that we've just, you know, we've had our intelligence communities and uh, our military industrial complex in Libya and Ukraine and Venezuela and Taiwan for the past, you know, four decades, which is draining our economy because we're fucking wasting all of our fucking money that we're putting into that military industrial complex towards those things. Now, all of a sudden we go, oh, there's inflation. Yeah, well, we're printing money because we're running out of it. So they're take, they're stealing, they're thieving the purchasing parity of every single dollar that you make. And then you go to the store and you go, eggs are $9. And you go, I can't believe it. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's the symptom. Yeah. We zoom you- out. Zach and, and Andy Frisella brought up an incredible point that I hadn't thought of regarding the 
moral outrage, almost like cancel culture coming from the, the, the conservatives now. And, and like, just like you, I feel the need to clarify that I agree that like the drag queen shows and that there is very clearly a difference between like just gay people and yeah. the LGBTQ agenda. And there's like a lot of yeah. outspoken gay people who are against the LGBTQ yeah. trans yeah. agenda, right? Like, so yeah. all that I agree. But the point is, Andy Frisella brought this up and I was like, holy shit. So like this whole boycott Target thing that happened, right? Right. Are, are the men and women that work at Target, are they super, super, super pro LGBTQ agenda and the trans yeah. agenda? No, right. they're common men and women. They're working class people. And when you say cancel target, cancel target, boycott target, you're decimating the jobs for middle class. Yeah, dude, and, and not only that, it's like yeah. you have guys who go in there and they're like, they're like, do you think this is okay? They take a fucking like, <laughs> graph and they're like, you think this is okay? You fucking. It's you, like a fucking like, target worker. They're like, dude, I just fucking work here, man. I'm I just work here, to, like, man. My family, <laughs> walk in. They're like, you think oh. you just fucking second this? And it's like, my child has leukemia. I picked up a second job. What the fuck is wrong? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Seriously. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's the thing is like, again, could the, the the men and women working at Target say like, fuck this, I'm not working here and go on strike because of that? Yeah, but the point is this agenda has destroyed the middle class and continues yeah. to destroy the middle class. And now, ironically, the right is destroying the middle, middle class in many ways by canceling mm -hmm. any organization that is going along with this agenda. And many of these organizations are owned in part by BlackRock, Vanguard, mm -hmm. and Blackstone and State Street. So the point is that they have to go along with these agendas because these companies will just keep pumping money into pushing these agendas in these companies. And then, then the right goes on this big cancel spree and then those jobs are fucking lost. And then the other thing Andy Frisella brought up is that the cultural identity of America is going away. Like I, I think Bud Light is fucking awful and it mm -hmm. is, has a bunch of pesticides and herbicides in it and like non-organic, whatever. The point yeah. is, but, but it's still like, this is the culture identity of America. It is like, like fucking beer and fireworks and fucking bald eagles and American flag cut off t-shirt. Like that is American yeah. identity. And it's now yeah, it's like, fuck yeah. we're decimating that identity <laughs> now, you know, by, by like to where we have no identity as a country. Yeah. And then you loathe everything about this place well, here's 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 the fact of the matter and this is this is truly the the main problem that is is stabbing the the ribs of america right now we're big we're, very, we're 300 million 320 million 340 million something like that yeah whatever it is we have a federal government that's attempting to legislate for 340 million people. Well, that'd be fine if everybody had even they, they could disagree on shit, but if everybody had similar common goals like Sweden, si very, very similar. Like, yeah, yes. Very similar culture. Very like the people. A lot of the people that that look at uh, the American government, they go, yeah, it's we need communism. It's like. Okay, communism or social. It's like socialism could in theory work, but what would have to happen is everybody would have to kind of like each other. Everybody would have to have the same exact goal. Everybody would have to agree on almost everything. Exactly. And what we've done, what what the American experience, the, the American experiment was supposed to be was 
we're taking literally everybody from everywhere. So if you take literally anybody from everywhere, you're going to come up with a, f- a few different ideas, yeah. right? And a few different lifestyles. And so if that's the case, so it's a, it's a fundamental disagreement on problem solving. Yeah. A lot of Republicans and Democrats, especially when, when you find the Republicans and the Democrats that I'm speaking of in the establishment sector, they seem to believe that as the country grows and as the problems in this country become more complex, you need to grow the federal entity and the bureaucracy and the, the, the you know, level or the quantity of subject matter experts to handle it. Yeah. And <laughs> in a way, I can understand how you may crescendo up to that theory. I have a fundamental disagreement on how to solve problems yep. because if the more complex problems become the more uh localized you need to 100 percent to to to, uh give the power to uh, decentralized yes to to, absolutely has to provide the solution because i think incentive is more powerful than qualification right the whole the whole federal government bureaucracy administrative state thing is they're qualified to do so Okay, mm-hmm. it's great. I'm sure they are. But I think incentive to solve those problems is probably more powerful than qualification. And the the further away you get from the problem, the less incentivized you are. Now, it may be and it may not be, but it may be that the more localized you get with the solution, with the people, you know, program programming out the solution, they may le- be less qualified. That Okay, but they're more incentivized. And so the question becomes, do you believe that qualification is more powerful when it comes to problem solving or do you think it incentive is? And so I think incentive is probably more powerful than qualification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, dude, I couldn't agree more with yeah. anything you just said. So the, the other things that I'll add to this, speaking to the diversity in terms of culture, religion, just like morals, outlook on life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like we are a extremely diverse land of people. I hesitate to call it a fucking country because I just do <laughs> not agree with the U S government whatsoever, but, mm-hmm. the, and, and, and I've come to the, so I'll, I'll just share briefly my journey. I was an army officer, West Point graduate, fully bought into the statist ideology that we need a central government. And then as I started to wake up to government corruption, I started becoming more liberal actually. And then as I started seeing the clear conflicts of interest or, or like the, the inconsistency with l- traditional liberal ideology and medical freedom, like all the, the, the states that were left leaning and traditionally liberal at the time, meaning just like do whatever the fuck you want. I, I um, think I, I just, I think you and I might have had the same journey because I was like a Bernie supporter at one point. Damn, dude, I, I didn't I was a Bernie supporter. And then I, and then I was like, wait, this doesn't make a lot of sense. And then I was just kind of like in purgatory. And then I started yeah. watching like, I was, I was, I started watching like, uh, like Prager U videos and I was like, oh, yeah. we got fucking, we can't fucking do the police. And then, and then, and then I and then like maybe after like a, a year of that I was like oh this is not good yeah dude, <laughs> dude literally identical like like to where so I was a huge Bernie supporter and I was like super pissed off that Hillary won the nomination I was like fuck her like I'm not voting because that was gonna be the first time that I voted and then I didn't vote 
And I was like, I refuse to vote for either, but Trump, this dude's a total moron. And then I started to like, as COVID happened, started to like lean a little bit more right and like, damn, maybe Trump is a good one. But I'm like, no, he's the one who put fucking Operation Warp Speed into effect. Like what? (laughs) Like how he's, he said the vaccine is the greatest invention of the modern era or something to that effect. I'm like, dude, no chance. So, so then like. We had a lot of people, they wouldn't have vaccinated. (laughs) We got him. Yeah. We got him. So, we got him. So then, then I started exploring uh, libertarian like philosophy, but then even deeper libertarian voluntarism, also known as anarcho-capitalism or or. Well, there's like, yeah, there's sects of it. There's like there the gorism, sure. There's yeah, libertarianism. Yeah. There's anarcho-capitalism. There's voluntarism. That which is like a sect of all of those things. Yeah. And in the yeah. position, real quick, the position that I've come to because we are so diverse on this land right like we have everyone from everywhere just like you said is the only thing that we can agree on with how to solve problems agreeing that it has to be done locally is that if there is Chinese are good at it (laughs) if there is a government at all it needs to be a government that simply is there to ensure that men and women do not infringe upon the rights of other men and women that's it. Yeah. That's that's the only function that a government should serve because that's the only objective thing that along all these religious and, and various religious ideologies, various cultural ideologies, cultural practices, perceptions on life, moral ide- moral philosophy, whatever, that's the only fundamental thing that we can agree on. So therefore, if we don't start adopting a libertarian voluntaristic approach to to society we're going to be doing this fucking pendulum swing forever and it's just going to get worse and worse over the last six presidents we've had three that were democrats and three that were republican has have things gotten better in that time (laughs) no like irrespective of who's in office it's just continued to get worse now is there some things that were more agreeable that one president did versus the other yes but the overall trajectory has been more biosecurity state, more disconnection between all of us, more disease, more chronic disease, just overall worse in every which way. Like the, the, the standard of living, it's becoming nearly impossible. The middle class is being decimated and it's irrespective of who's been in office over the last six presidents. And so like after 9-11, it was almost like the cool thing to be on the left. And then slowly over time, it's now becoming cool to be on the right. And it, this, this, this pendulum keeps swinging both ways. And I think that's where we need to stop playing the fucking game, period. Just like mm-hmm. take our pieces off of the board and stop playing that game anymore. Because, and, and, and all that to say, that's why I'm, I'm frustrated with this RFK presidency thing. Because so many people who are starting to understand that are now jumping right back into that ship, fully believing in the the need for a federal government. And yeah, maybe RFK gets elected. Great. And that would be awesome if he, you know, imposes more restrictions on the pharmaceutical industry. But nevertheless, those type, that type of ideology, someone will just fill his role after him Mm -hmm. and carry on that in a 
in a way that is negative for society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah, also like, I can see how like a, the phenomenon with Trump too, where they just have this ultimate uh, villain at all times that they could just yeah. use, use to destroy and capture any of our arguments and just, yeah. just pin us to that. And well, that's anything we're that's, trying to do. So they you know? they and, needed yeah. something. They, they, they need a bad guy. They need a new bad guy. Yeah. Well, and they needed they're building they, that narrative right now. They Some yeah. people needed a good guy too. So, and yeah. that only it heightened the pendulum. So when you do an actual pendulum, it'll eventually it'll stop yeah yeah i just, and so, oh, I so the quicker we can get to the stop the <laughs> less likely there will be of a of a uh people trying to secede you know states trying to secede the fracturing of the nation the the faster that we can make sure the pendulum stops the more likely the country is to succeed agree yeah, and Couldn't you know what? More. We can be our own pendulum. We can start that yeah. right now in our yeah. own neighborhoods, our own lives, our own families. And that starts with community. That starts with us finding yeah. each other, you know, with, with your resources on the way forward. And I just am going to say, unjected.com. Unjected.com yeah, yeah, is, is where we find community. We find each other. Be you know, nice. And, be, and as, don't, don't approach somebody and they say, oh, I got the vaccine and the booster. Don't be like, I'm going to fucking, you're a, you're a sheep. No, yeah. kiss them on yeah. the lips. Have <laughs> kiss them on the lips. And they get some spike support from the, uh, from the, uh, <laughs> but anyway, okay. anyway but no, last thing i'll say on that though yeah, like to, to, to put this idea into people's minds and i tweeted this a few weeks ago so you don't believe that it's right to initiate violence against others you don't believe that it's right Not, to kill by the others. way just anybody who's it's called the non-aggression yeah. principle is in ap baby yeah mm-hmm. yeah you don't believe <laughs> that it's right to initiate violence against others you don't believe that it's right to kill others you don't believe that it's right to take money from others you don't believe that it's right to kidnap others. You don't believe that it's right to force others to do what you think is best. You don't believe that it's right to prevent peaceful people from doing what they think is best. But somehow you believe that it's okay for others who call themselves government to do yeah. all of those things because you <laughs> voted for them and you believe they alone have the quote authority to do those things. You know what's weird? So I was just talking about this, Alex. I just said this about fucking taxes. I, 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 I was talking, uh, I, I won't say who, I was talking to them about this and I said, if if you, if I skim 20% of your paycheck every week for five years, say, and I said, listen, I'm going to take this, I'm going to use it responsibly. And then after that five years was up, I was $150,000 in debt. Let's just say <laughs> the person would go, what the, f-? they would it, like, they would look at me, they go, what the fuck were you doing with the money? Yeah. What what happened? Why? What, are you, why were you, what was going? And then they would go. You know what? Most likely they would go. I'm not going to give you any more money. I'm not going to do that. So they're going to go and, print you some more and just say here. You that, go. So, yeah. but and then I went. Okay, good, very good. What's the difference? So why do you, why do we continue to give the government money and then we're trillions of dollars in debt? And then we don't go, hey, wait a minute. Why don't we do the same exact thing? Because just to, just to be clear, the person who was giving me money who got me into $150,000 in debt somehow, somehow I was spending it, they wouldn't go, oh, you know what? You know what? I have a friend. It's time he pays you. They wouldn't do that. No. They would never do that. No. So what what is it about? It's it's so bizarre that the, the mentality yeah. has such a shift when we – you know, try to observe and and create our own perspective on how not only the government should act, but how we interact with the government. Yes. It's so bizarre because individual interactions, most people agree, but interactions between the individual and the government, which the government, by the way, is supposed to be working for them, 
it varies. Yeah, show me evidence wildly. of that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, show me evidence that the government is working yeah. for me, please. It ain't, it ain't because Nancy like, Pelosi, please tell me Nancy how something could... gave me a blowjob. She's working for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like tell me how something is working for me and it's extorting me for money. It's true wielding violence against me aggressively because of quote probable cause or something like this, or I have a mm-hmm. plant growing in my backyard that you don't want me to be growing. Like, please tell me how this entity is working for me when I can't command it to do anything, but it continually commands me to do things. Mm-hmm. There's no proof that the government works for us. They condition us to believe that the government works for us. So we continue to buy into this, this idea. Is, this is like Dom and Sub. This is yeah. Dom and Sub. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, man. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Government, the government's just you, you as tell, real as viruses. You know tell me. Yeah. Oh, there you go. The there American go. federal government is femdom in me right now? <laughs> yeah, dude. Totally. They got it. All <laughs> exactly, dude. Look the way know. they treat <laughs> us. You would think I would be more into it. Yeah, exactly. I'd see, but some of us just aren't into that sort of thing, and so we cover me harder, Dad. Yeah, so we make me harder. We don't like it. So we do podcasts and we create websites and we build alternative yeah. institutions. They stuck the stiletto yeah. heel in my asshole, and I said, yeah. "Hey, I'm going to do a podcast." Yeah, exactly, this. exactly. That's it. That's it. Well, shoot, you guys. I am so happy that we were able to bring <laughs> you, yeah. both of you boys, together today. Yeah. You guys, I think, I just became best friends. So. Yeah, that was awesome. That was yeah, Scott, I already liked you because I, I knew you, but Zach, you're yeah. you're my new buddy too. Like, there you go. That's awesome. We'll work on a domestic act of terror together. It'll be fun. Already labeled as one, so yeah, exactly. This whole call was recorded. Yeah, it's all recorded. It's all out there. So, Alec, one more time, give a call to action. Let the people know how you want them to follow and support you. Yeah, I'd say the best thing right now is to go to the endofcovid.com and just purchase it. It's 77 bucks, and I promise you it is well worth it. We have had amazing, just overwhelmingly positive support for, for it for the people who've tuned in. They're just blown away by the production value. First off, we spent a lot of time. We had two vid- video editing teams and and just the content. And um, it's, it's really easy to digest this material and come to an understanding on exactly what happened the last three and a half years and come to an understanding on what underpins all of this and allows what I've been calling the pandemic industrial complex to continue. Um, it's, it's really important that we understand this and it's not because we need to be fearful of what they're doing. It's that we need to dispel fear so that we can come to a true understanding of health and freedom and what all that looks like. So Go to the endofcovid.com and at least opt in to view it for free. But if not, uh, purchase it, please. Um, and then, you know, we, we've had we've had just just under as of now, ten a uh, hundred thousand people opt in to to watch the end of COVID, which is incredible. Wow, We're wow, that's at amazing. like ninety seven thousand opt ins. Yeah, so cool. Beautiful. Incredible. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get on that this week. Let's let's do it. So, all right. Alec, if you ever want to come back on the show and chop, I would it love up, to. This is funny. Yeah. 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 I feel like next time Open I need door. like a drink and yeah. I'm going to go great. decompress my brain. Yeah, I'm, you just made my water fast better. I'm on day two. I just got done. It's fucking wild, right? Yeah. Oh, are you, you just did a water fast act? Well, you didn't hear how long. It was a couple weeks ago. It was a couple weeks ago. You did a water fast though? Yeah, I did. How did you feel afterwards? I felt 
you can hear a pin drop from fucking like 80 yards away. It's wild. Your senses are really? like, very, very, very. Yeah, no, you get you, it's it is wild. I, I think it's because maybe like when you're hungry, your inst your instincts of like hunting and like looking for food come out because I could hear like literally I was like I'd see shit on the out of the corner of my eye and be like, what the fuck was that? Cat, I, think, I, think we were I think we were talking about this before the show. Just tell the people real quick, Alec, what you're embarking on here. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm on day two of a 21 day water fast and it's, uh, you know, th this project has taken a toll on me mentally and physically and spiritually. So I'm, I'm just using this water fast as an opportunity to, uh, find more connection to the creator and, and just come back to myself and, Damn, establish dude. my you're only you're gonna be sternum and scrotum when you're done that's all you're gonna be <laughs> it sounds like a like a hedge fund that scrotum 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 and scrotum scrotum and scrotum, scrotum, scrotum. Okay. <laughs> awesome all right yeah. everybody well thank you so much for tuning in tonight and remember until yeah. next time oh and check out unchecked.com the new unchecked.com oh yeah go check, check it out guys <laughs> check it out awesome. all right so next time stay free Stay natural, stay, stay injected. injected. All right, guys, peace. <laughs> Bye.